0: Welcome to another week of eProfessor. This week we're talking podcasting. And I did something here that I will do as often as I possibly can. I I brought in an expert in podcasting, not an expert in real estate podcasting. The reason I do that is I am striving hard to always give you the best opportunity to find the best people to get advice from. And today I've got a great guy by the name of Daddy Osment who uh, produces many wonderful podcasts for big companies. And he gives us a lot of great tips, so I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the E-Professor Real Estate Podcast. My name is Justin Lethby, and I'm a realtor, trainer, and coach. My sole purpose here is to take my many years in real estate, as well as my even many more years as a trainer, and get you to your goals and beyond. I'm going to do this by talking about business, growth development, branding, marketing, you know, basically all successful things that entrepreneurs are doing today. And hey, since I'm your tech guy, there's going to be tech thrown in here as well. So let's go. So welcome, everybody. My, This is Justin E. Professor, and this week we're going to talk podcasting, one of the I think easiest and fastest ways to try to build your environment in this world. Um, Things are going to start changing and shifting. We're going to have different things happen and we need to be in front of people. And I still think this is one of the best ways to do it is podcasting. I've been saying to do it for three years. I'm finally doing it. Thanks to this gentleman here, Danny. Danny has helped me get off the bench and actually do this. Danny is an amazing person. I met him. At a future proof mentorship program, I joined super smart man, knows podcast. Been doing it almost since the inception of podcasts, if not at the inception of podcasting. Um, he's also <laughs> the founder of Emerald City Productions, and he's worked with major hitters out there that has gotten their podcast up there and running. So welcome, Danny. Um, anything else you want to add what I forgot? I'm sure I forgot something.
1: Thank you, Justin. I uh, know you, you hit most of it. I um, I've been in audio production since uh, the early 2000s. So yeah, around the time that, that podcasts actually started. Yeah. Um,
0: so, you know, here, I guess we'll just start off with the, the, the toughest question of all. (laughs) Why, why should we be podcasting? Why is this platform? Why do I believe it's so powerful and why should we be actually doing it?
1: Well, you know, and, and we're, we're recording this right around the time of the election. So there's been a lot of talk, about how it's really hard for people to communicate with each other right now. And there's, there's a big split and people can't talk with each other. What I found was that of the um, media that we have available for actually having conversations and discussing things and learning things, podcasting really was what fit that best for, um, for me and for a lot of people, really, what happens is you, you, you know, if you're thinking about other forms of media, like a blog or um, video, YouTube, social media, things like that, we're talking little, little snippets, little bites, little, um, you know, you might do a seven minute video, and you're lucky to get two uh, people watching for two to three minutes. With a podcast, what you experience is that 93% of all podcast listeners they're listening to more than half or all of a podcast episode so you get um you get a situation where your listeners if you have a podcast that's a 30 minute podcast they're spending 15 minutes with you they're spending 20 minutes with you and what happens is that for the podcast listener they actually start to think of the host of the podcast as a friend there's a connection that develops there and That connection leads to trust that leads to um, the listener of the podcast treating you as an authority, as an expert. Um, And if you listen to podcasts, you probably know this feeling you it it feels like an old friend each week that shows up on the same day and is going to talk with you about some things. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why it's really powerful for me is that you build this deep relationship with your audience, with your listener, with your community that you just don't get from other forms of content and other forms of media that are out there today?
0: Well, right. I mean, you know, blogging was where it all started at. I mean, that's actually was the RSS feed that has been manipulated now for podcasting. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll be honest with you. I never took off on on blogging because I can speak. I, don't make me write. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So don't make me do that. But speaking is okay. and I. I think one of the things that I've learned from listening to other podcasts is I think what you said is amazing is we do build that bond. Right. It's it's they're in our ear. We're we're understanding him. We're learning about them. We're doing a whole bunch of stuff that I think is is just really fascinating by this. I'd love to see what research says about what kind of relationships are being formed by this implicitly. Um, so with the power of that, we sit there and say, OK, I know I need to do this. I know I need to do this, but I don't know anything. Right. I don't know where to start, how to start, when to start (laughs) all this stuff. So let's just start off with how do I start? You know, what are what are the tools that I need? What are um, the processes that need to happen in this stuff? So, you know, and again, remember, Danny, I told you early on, this is mostly for real estate. It's all the small businesses, but my biggest audience is real estate. Um, And I'll tell you right now, if you're listening to them, I'll, I'll just say within their ear, I don't have time.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean so, that, that's that's very similar to a lot of the people that I work with, uh, a lot of lawyers, um, doctors, other business owners. So it's it's very very similar to what I deal with on a on a daily basis with clients.
0: Yeah, it's always tough. So where where do I start? How do I where do? You, you know, with? what do I need to equipment? Can I start with my phone? Do I have to have? <laughs> a $500,000 microphone? Do I need no. to have cameras like we're doing right now?
1: No. And and you know, I you're talking to someone who has worked with microphones that cost five figures, you know, <laughs> that are, you know, German technology built in the 50s and 60s. So, this I I know expensive mics, I know inexpensive mics. The one I'm talking to you on is a, is a $100 microphone that is a USB microphone. Um, before I talk about equipment, I always say, how do you, you know, when you start, how do you start? You have to first think about why. And we hear that all over the place. If you listen to, if you listen to any podcast, if you listen to any leadership gurus, if you listen to anything, it always like start with why, right? Simon Sinek, I think is the, uh, is the, the one who started that in that form or that, uh, that actual nomenclature, you really have to know who you want to talk to because it doesn't matter how great your microphone is. It doesn't matter how much help you have producing your shows. uh, It doesn't matter how great your web developer is that built you this really snazzy website. And it doesn't matter how great the digital marketing person is. That's doing the SEO for everything. If you don't know who you're talking to, or you don't know who you want to talk to, the show will never go anywhere anyway. So you really have to have a really great idea of what is, you know, the, the term niche, niche, uh, industry vertical, like whatever you want to call it that gets overused sometimes, but it's because it's true. You have to know, if I like for you, for instance, you're talking to a lot of real estate professionals. Well, are you talking to all real estate professionals? Are you talking to investors? Are you talking to agents? Are you talking to certain people in a geographic region? Like, what is your best audience, or who do you want to help the most? Um, the problems that you solve, what do they? Who do they relate to the most? That's where you have to start because that affects a lot of things. That affects what you're going to talk about. That affects the content. That affects the SEO for people to be able to find you. Um, you know, because as much as we talk about on podcasts, Hey, please share this with your friends and family and all that sort of stuff. The number one way that people are still finding a podcast is through a, an old fashioned web search, going to Google. Um, if anybody still uses Bing or whatever, or Alta Vista, or like, what do you uh, whatever you want to use, that's where people start. So you have to be able to be found and that generally starts with having a clear idea of who you're talking to and who you're helping through the podcast um, or who you're communicating to and then once that happens it's pretty easy to get started like i said you know you can start with a hundred dollar usb microphone like this audio technica Mm -hmm. atr 2100x that i'm using Um, you know please don't buy, buy a blue yeti because that's can confuse a lot of people. But um, something like that, uh, Samson makes one. There's all these that are really inexpensive USB microphones that look like this um, that are what are called dynamic microphones. They're easy to use. They're easy to use in a lot of rooms. You'll see me right now, I, I don't even have earbuds in. Justin's got earbuds in. But because of how I have my room set up, there's not any bleed happening from my speakers or echoes or anything like that. Um, so once you start there, for a lot of people, it's as simple as plugging that USB microphone in and turning on QuickTime or GarageBand or downloading Audacity, which are all free for most users of most things, and hitting record. Um, from there, it gets a little more complicated of how to get your podcast out to the world. Um, and I, I don't know if, Justin, if, if we're going to get the chance to share anything, but I'll certainly have it for you for your um, show notes. But I have a, a podcast roadmap that kind of lists like, hey, here are the 40 steps um, to, to getting there. And, and the first 20 are getting you to the point of actually pressing record. And then there's a few that are actually the recording and making sure the episode is together. And then the last 10 or so are about how do you get it out there how do you get people to hear it um and that requires things like uploading it to a hosting platform um registering it or adding it to directories like we think of uh you'll hear names if you're thinking about podcasts you'll hear names like libsyn or buzzsprout or podbean or all these really creative names for companies um, that we have over the last 20 years they are the hosting platform. They help push, they create the RSS feed and they help push the podcast out into the world. Well, then there are directories that have to receive it because the directories are usually attached to an app uh, that people use a podcast player to listen to a podcast. So, for instance, Libsyn is a hosting platform that then pushes out their RSS feed, which Apple's podcast directory receives. And then uses to power Apple podcasts on your iPhone or Google podcasts on Android phone uses their directory. So that's the, that's the, that second step of you've recorded it, you've created what you need, and then you need to send it out. And then after that step, you also have the promotion of it, which gets into the more traditional things that you know of social media and sending out emails to your email list to let people know that it's out, things like that. Um so when I say gets where you get started you got to start with why and then you think about okay then we can talk about the equipment um and I've you know I've glossed over steps of what are your first few episodes about and what should they be about um you know really quickly early on you need to tell people your story you need to tell them why this, you're doing this podcast um so that when they listen to you they get an idea of is this podcast for them and then you really need to give value right away. Help people out, answer questions, solve problems that are common for the type of audience that you're talking to, to really get people invested in your show. Um, and once you've got that sketched out, then you can record. So that's why I say it's 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 a it's a process, just like starting any type of content should be. Um, you really need to have a great idea of who you're talking to, and then you have. Need to have, uh, you know, competent equipment that's not going to sound terrible or look terrible. Um, and then you can think about producing those actual episodes.
0: So one of the questions that popped up for us and one of the things that you had mentioned, and I'm glad it was a good question to lead in. You mentioned Audacity as a hosting platform or as a as a producing reporting. platform. Oh, yeah. And then you talked about some hosting platforms and you named several of them out there. Mm-hmm. Is there so you mentioned Audacity, and I know this from talking with you many times. You like Audacity because it's it's a nice tool, simple tool, and it's free, mm-hmm. right? It's, yeah, it's, it's one of our favorite words. Too. Right. <laughs> and yeah, yeah,
1: and you can use platform. it on a PC. You can use it on um, Apple products. You can use it wherever. And so Audacity is always great. There are other tools out there. Um, and again,
0: at the end, we'll talk a little bit because I'll let Danny mm-hmm. talk about his roadmap because I think that's a great program to get into. That's how I started. Um, but there's other tools out there that can be referenced for that if you want to spend a little bit of money, but you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with the hosting platform, there are a couple that are free, but I believe you have concerns over them. So what would you, which platforms would you lean towards and which ones would you kind of lean away from? Again, we're not saying do or do not do, but there are reasons why you like some versus the other
1: for recording you said for
0: no for produce uh, for hosting for hosting
1: yeah um and, and like i said you know to circle back to audacity um audacity for a lot of people can also be overkill it really depends on are you planning on trying to do this yourself or are you do you just need to record something that's usable so for a lot of people uh, they don't even need to get to that step. Something like most of the clients that work with us, they'll record in QuickTime, and they'll record using you, you know they'll record their interviews or their discussions with other hosts using Zoom, and that's sufficient for a lot of people. Um, it, you know, hosting platforms. There's a flavor for everybody out there. Um, I tend to prefer using. Uh, at least for our clients, we use Libsyn a lot. Libsyn's been around a long time. They're sort of an all-around good platform for people that need a lot of flexibility, Um, mainly because you can throw a bunch of different types of shows and there are features that will allow you to get what you need. Uh, We use it because a lot of our clients are already established enough that they have websites, they have social media schedulers. They have all these things present already, and they need something that will integrate with that um, or simply just provide them the ability to publish a podcast and uh, embed something on their site. For instance, there are newer platforms. um, Some of the ones that I've seen recently um, Mm podcast.co the uh, fireside There's a lot of newer platforms where they are doing things like when you create the podcast, it's also building a website. If your sole focus is the podcast, then you can create a website really easily that looks uh, nice um, and has a lot of the functionality that you would need in terms of, you know, we're publishing the podcast. We can have an about page. We can have a blog as well. We can have all the check the boxes of things. But if you want to start selling something or you want to start, adding more functionality to your website, that's where you hit the wall with some of those types of sites Um, or hosting platforms. You also need to think about what type of following you anticipate your podcast having. So for instance, some of the hosting platforms will actually charge more money as you have more downloads. Um, That would be a, a, a platform like Buzzsprout. You might get some more functionality. It might cost less at the beginning, but as you grow, you'll end up spending more money. And so you have to think about that. It's it's easy to migrate between hosting platforms, but when you migrate between hosting platforms, a lot of the times your download numbers will reset. So for someone who's thinking about, hmm, eventually I want to be advertising or finding advertisers, They're going to want to see download numbers. So you need to have that information handy. So you're thinking about, like, if I change from platform to platform, I have to download all my stats so that I could then show advertiser, hey, you know, I know this new platform shows we only have 2000 downloads so far, but that's because three weeks ago we switched. And here's the million downloads I had before. Um, I've had a couple of clients go through that where they switched and then, you know, switched again, and and they have to cobble together all these things to show people sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- that's really—they're all really reputable. The ones that stay in business, the uh, the six or seven that are out there now that are that are hanging around and doing a good job, have great platforms. They provide different uh, capabilities. Um, you know, like for instance, Libsyn has. Something called Libsyn Pro, which a lot of the major podcasts use because it allows them to do things like dynamic ad insertion where they can program an ad from uh, ButcherBox that will run on all of their episodes until that ad reaches 20,000 downloads or 20,000 listens. And then once that ad reaches 20,000, it switches over to a different ad. And things like that. So there, there are all sorts of gizmos and and things you can do with different platforms. Um, that that's why, like for instance, it you know I'm I'm promoting myself, but it pays to talk to someone who kind of has an idea of how these things work, because you can then make the choice at the beginning that is right for where you want to get to, versus then having to make changes later that can be a pain and can take time and. Can require you to have to set up redirects and and send emails to your subscribers to say hey make sure you listen to the show in the next month or two because we want to make sure that you get ported over as a subscriber to this new platform because it's a very um it's sort of an old school system because podcasts and blogs are very similar they were created in the early 2000s and they use a system that is very different than for instance, YouTube or something like that, where they have their own um, ecosystem set up for subscribers.
0: So, yeah, that's perfect. Um, One of the questions was about pricing. So all these have priced. I do know there are a couple free. One of them sticks out to me is Anchor FM. And it sticks out to me because when I was getting mentored by you in the future group, is um you had concerns with that, and you just want to talk about that briefly? Because again, free is great, and I know a lot mm-hmm. of us like free, but it always does come at a cost. It always comes yeah. at a consequence, and if you're okay with that consequence, great, move mm-hmm. forward. But you need to know it.
1: Yeah the the only question with Anchor, um, because it is owned by Spotify now, so it does have a lot of it. It does have a lot of weight behind it in terms of what Spotify may turn that platform into. Um, the only concern with Anchor, and it's something you know, that musicians, of course, complain about with Spotify, is you know, with Spotify, they complain, well, the royalties are low, they're not paying enough mm-hmm. to the artists that they're using the, the um, songs of, uh, they're not pay- paying the pu- publishers enough, things like that. Well, with Anchor, there's gray area in who actually owns the content that is being published on anchor. So for instance, if you were to all of a sudden become huge and be getting hundreds of thousands or millions of downloads, and you wanted to then move to another platform, there's gray area over whether anchor would then own your content and not allow you to move to another platform and take your content with you. So it's, it's just one of those things of if you're just going to, Promote your business to a local region. Um, g- getting free publishing or a free hosting platform with Anchor is not such a concern, but you know we also have to think about a, a really good um, plan at Libsyn or Podbean or um, Fireside places like that is twenty dollars a month. Um, and I mean, I know we're going through a pandemic, but for a lot of people, 20 to $40 a month is not a prohibitive cost in terms of doing business. If they're talking about the thing that is their main form of content for, um, producing content marketing. So, uh, that, that's why I say, you know, don't, don't get too concerned about anchor. Um, I, I also just feel like they are better platforms with more flexibility. So why not just pay a little for those? Yeah. Uh, you know, again, I'm using
0: Podbean. I know you're using Lipson. I think they both do excellent stuff. Um, I just used one that I knew I could start with in there to begin with. Yeah. Um, so you did mention something else right there, which I think is interesting. And I know it's what goes through a lot of us because we'll get "Quote unquote stage fright," right? I told mm-hmm. you this was my, it was my biggest challenge. I've been saying for three years I need to do this. I get in front of the mic and I went, "But you're fine." So, what do we, You know, I know you said one of the things is you know you got to talk about your why, why you're doing this type of thing, mm-hmm. your story. But what are some of the other things that will help us get started? To what you know, what should we talk about? Um, I'll add a couple of things at the end from a real estate side of the world that I think will help them. But what you know, what are those things that will help them get off the bench and actually doing this to get moving. What things should we be talking about?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I already laid out a few, you know, things right. like your story, things like how you got there. I mean, it doesn't have to be a perfect um, story. Like you would give in a keynote where you've polished it and, and you're really trying to entice people um, a good authentic version of where you've come from and why you're here. And, why this podcast, why are you doing this? Um, And then, you know, I I gave the examples of like, what are the three major problems that you solve for people? What are the three most common questions you get when people talk to you? Like if you're an agent, what, what are people asking you? Um, Whether they've hired you or, or not, Um, you can start there. And, and then it's as simple as thinking about like, okay, so what are some other major issues that you need to talk through? What are some changes? Um, what are, uh, you know, like for, I'll take agents or, or real estate people as um, an example, usually you're operating in one local area. So the ability to talk about that local area in terms of what's great about it, what's going on, bringing on local people that you could interview about your area, maybe interesting things. I've had lawyers use that um, strategy effectively as well, where they talk about the area that they live because they know people would be bored to tears by hearing the latest in legal things happening in that area or in personal injury or in real estate law or whatever, or like with real estate agents, Hey, here's, you know, the latest 50 things we've had change in in um, codes or laws or, or new paper, like we just refinanced our house. So like even from a year and a half ago when I bought the house, um, that's how good the rates are. You guys know that right now uh, <laughs> that like they were like, oh, here's this new paper and here's this new thing. I wouldn't want to listen to a podcast about that, but I would love a podcast about this area that I live in, in Florida, which is relatively new, you know, 20, 20 years ago, it was orange groves. Um, so it's just growing up. There's new schools every year. What's going on here? What, like, what are the events going on? What, um, you know, like the real estate lawyer, uh, the personal injury lawyer that i have worked with in the past he interviewed like the high school principal and things like that just to just to hear about what's going on in the world um you know we've all been really focused on on covid for eight months now but like it people want to know what's going on because at some point we're going to get to leave our houses and and do more things so you can think about stuff like that you can think about um I always like to tell people really early on, start asking your listeners to send in questions. Um, And it doesn't have to just be listeners. Like if you've already got a social media presence or you've got uh, some other presence, you've got a meetup group or whatever. I I work with a real estate investor who started a meetup group for other real estate investors in his town, partly to get leads, but also just to help and talk with each other. Um, But things like that, you you can submit to that group and say, Hey, what questions do you have? If you could spend 15 minutes with me, what would you ask? Um, And that can give you three or four episodes, but then it's really good. Once you think about delivering is sketch out. Okay. Here's some talking points. Here's the outline of the episode so that you're not reading a script. um, Especially if you're good at talking, just having those reminders of, I want to cover this and go through this part of the, uh, the episode and then move on to this, that can be really helpful for a lot of people. And you just have to remember too, I mean, you're, you're, uh, broadcasting this, but you don't necessarily have to broadcast the recording of your podcast. Um, you know, you can just do it and, and stop for 10 seconds and think about what you want to say next, and then go back in and cut that 10 seconds of silence um or hire an editor to do that or a production company or whatever. It it's really easy to do whereas like if you think about a YouTube channel um there's a lot more editing that goes into that. Like if you make a cut it's pretty obvious because people can see it. When you're editing audio, I can cut in the middle of a word and stitch the second half of that word to it and do a little fade and it sounds almost like you said that word. Um There's even, you know, creepy AI tools now that we have that we use to edit where uh, I can go through and I can say identify all the ums and I can remove all the ums. And then they also are uh, like if I want to create audio for uh, to narrate a video, I can type out that audio and they have AI voices that now sound almost real where it can st- sound like I hired a voiceover person to do it. I mean, if you know the difference, you can hear it. Um, but for most people, they'd say, wow, that's amazing. So with a podcast, it's so much more flexible in the ability to edit and, and move things around. So you don't have to worry too much about getting tripped up because you can just re say the sentence. You know, if you stumble, if you sound like you, you know, don't know what you were saying, you can just stop and say, I want to say that again. And, and re-say it and then cut the stuff that you don't want to keep.
0: Uh, yeah, that's, and yeah, I think that's perfect. I would say the other things to think about and, and just trust yourself, be a note taker, right? If you're doing this stuff, we get questions every day. You get questions every day. I know real estate agents get questions every day. You just got to be instinctive to take those notes down. Cause if you answer that question for a client, someone else has that question. You can answer that. As, as Danny said, I would say, Know your area. I think one of the, the best things you could do right now is just go interview local restaurateurs, right? Especially for us. I'm in Illinois. Illinois has been locked back down again. So go talk to them. Say, how do you want people to come and get food from you? right? It'd be just simple conversations like that. Local events. What's going on during the holidays? What's open? What's not open during COVID? There are so many topics that Danny was talking about that, that we could do. You could cover A year's worth of topics in about two weeks span of time right now. There's just so much information out there and just don't be hesitant. Um, Just a question just popped up, which is what I was going to lead to anyways. How long should these be? How, you know, you know, is there, you know, we always hear that we have an attention span of a gnat. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that's actually an accurate statement, but it is what we get told. So how long should we have these? Is it five minutes? Is it 20 minutes? Is it an hour?
1: i I would say it really depends um, I had a call earlier with my accountant and, and they like to use that uh question a lot or, or that answer a lot um, if you can be entertaining and keep people interested in what you're gonna say for an hour and a half, it can be an hour and a half um if if you can only do f- ten minutes um great now. If you're only doing your podcast once a week, 10, mi- ten minutes might not be enough to keep people um, because they'll listen to the 10 minutes. And like most average podcast listeners, they're they're subscribing to six or seven other shows. They're listening to an hour to an hour and a half of audio a day, even not commuting for a lot of people right now. They're listening to a lot of stuff. So if they listen to your 10 minutes they've then got other stuff to get into. And if they get into it and they go on for a few weeks, listening to other things, they're going to forget about you. So if you're doing a weekly show, you probably need it to be 30 minutes um, on average, 20 to 30 to 40 minutes. Uh, The average podcast right now in the top 200 episodes on Apple podcasts is usually around 45 minutes. So like, that's why I say it's, it's a longer, um, longer form type of content where people can really spend time with you and trust you and feel like they know you. Um, so yeah, 30 minutes is a good one for a weekly show. If you're going to only have the time to do, let's say a a couple episodes a month, you're going to want it to be a little longer. Um, try to go a little longer or again, just like the 10 minute thing, you're going to lose people just because they don't have enough content to keep them. Um, But then I'll circle back to that idea of, oh, I've only got the time to do it twice a month, or I've only got the time to do it once a month. Well, that's probably not going to be enough for most podcast listeners nowadays. Um, They want consistency, so they want it to be there when they expect it to be there. Um, so once you decide I'm going to publish these on Tuesday, you need to publish every Tuesday or every other Tuesday, whatever you promise people. Because again, if you don't show up, they will listen to the next thing in their queue and then they'll get enamored with something else or obsessed with something else and go on that other path. Um, or they'll find another show that's similar to yours that shows up every week. Um, so that that's why I say you got to think about it's not just about length, it's about can I do this every week? Because people count on it. I mean, there are people that spend more time listening to podcasts than they, than they do with their friends or their partner, um, their spouse. So you're really important in their lives when you become a podcast host and you get people listening to you consistently. So you have to think about that. And, you know, I, 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 I think you
0: nailed a real good point. And one of the things I want to make sure our audience hears on this is, we're prospecting, right? So when we're doing this, we're trying to be people's ears so they can they come back to us for something. And we can always talk about lead generation here a little bit. But um, I want everybody to understand one thing. We're taught every day. We're taught every day that at least one, two, three hours every morning or whatever time we should be doing something, making phone calls, writing notes, doing this. This is just one of those things, right? You could spend an hour of your day doing this. And now you have it out there. Um, what's your opinion about bulking, right? So if they say, I don't have time, I, you know, I could do two hours on Monday. I can't do anything else throughout
1: the week. Is it okay to bulk it out? Can I just yeah. rip three, four episodes off bulking one time? Or, or batching or whatever you want to call it? Um, yeah, there, there are arguments for that. Um, I have, I'll, I would say a third of our clients, we, we, you know, we're producing 30 podcasts a week, um, <laughs> About a third of our podcast will batch record, so they plan two days a month where they try to record three to four episodes each day. Um, they they'll block out a half of that day or something like that, and maybe one of those days is for interviews where they try to schedule all the interviews for that one day, and they get a month or two. Some some clients have I have three months ahead, and they do that, and that's great. Um, and that helps them. And then for some people, that's the only way they're going to be able to do it. What you have to remember, though, is that's great for getting ahead and being prepared. But if something happens, like a pandemic hits, you may have to change things, you can't keep going necessarily with what you had planned, because it might come across as tone deaf. Um So that's why I say it's great to batch. It's great to keep going. But then you have to be flexible enough to realize, oh, oh, no, I've got this scheduled for next week. I need to um, redo it or add an episode in and move this one till later. Uh, The last few weeks, I had several clients that did, okay. Um, If Trump wins, this is the podcast that goes out. If Biden wins, this is the episode that goes out because they talk about and help people that are affected by those things. Um, So, you know, a couple of those episodes, we had to decide which ones to use. We also had to push, you know, some of them a week because their episodes publish on Wednesday and we didn't have a clear idea on Wednesday morning. Of who had won. So it went out this Wednesday because now we know. Um, so things like that where you've just got to be flexible enough and be ready. Um, batching is also a great way to have a few episodes ready for a rainy day. Like, what if something happens and you get behind and you didn't get to record this interview? Got canceled or got rescheduled, and you don't have something for next week. Okay, well, let's fill in this and do this QA episode. Or that's another reason why it's great to have people ask questions. Because then you could just hop on real quick and say, hey, today we're just going to answer some questions um, that we've been collecting, like your email, mailbag, or whatever you want to call it. These are all ideas that radio shows have used forever. Um, I actually share, uh, and you you don't get it with the roadmap, but if you um, go to the thank you page when you download the roadmap, there's an opportunity to get some other things. I offer like a 20-episode template um, idea segment PDF. Where there's all these sorts of things that like, if it's a rainy day, if you can't figure out what to talk about, you've done 50 episodes now and you, you're like, what do I talk about next week? Or what do I circle back to? Um, you can go in and think about, okay, well, what's been happening in the news recently that affects real estate? Uh, let's talk about that for 10 minutes. Um, just little things, little things like that that help you keep moving.
0: Is uh, one of the questions that popped up? Uh, kind of leads into this. When you're, I think you were talking about it to some degree. Is there a better day of the week to
1: do this? Is I not mean, really. Do we do a, yeah, I was gonna say it's consistency yeah. more than anything, right? It it really depends on your schedule. Like for a lot of people, what's the day that's going to work? Um, you know, things like that, or. Uh, you know, I tell people a lot of times if if it's a business podcast, you know, most people are listening to podcasts on weekdays, but since less and less people have been commuting and, and that probably will be true going forward in the future, um, they will be listening at all different times because people aren't going to stop listening to podcasts. They like it. Um, so you might get them on their Saturday run. You might get them on Sunday evening when they... You know, aren't interested in the NFL, you know, Sunday night game, Um, things like that. But it's always better, I think, to think about Monday through Thursday. Those are good days of the week to just get it out there. You know, we're at the point now where there's over a million podcasts in Apple's directory. So no matter what day you pick, you're going to be competing against something. Um, There's plenty of noise. You're not going to hit that magic day of the week anymore. We're like, oh, there's way less podcasts on this day, so I'm going to show up. Well, no, because even if there's less podcasts that day, it's likely that a lot of your subscribers have five other shows that they're listening to. And so they've got something queued up that maybe they didn't get to listen to when it came out two days ago. So you've got that as well. It's kind of this rolling cycle anyway now. And yeah, I know you just said a scary number for a lot of folks that might be listening to this. And you said a
0: million podcasts. Trust yeah. me, that's not an issue. There, There is an audience for you out mm-hmm. there. Oh, uh, yeah. Especially if you are hyper local in your area, people are going to listen. So don't and, that, get-
1: and there's more, like every year there's more and more podcasts. And every year there's more and more people listening. Um, and there's, pot. like I said, there's a million podcasts out there. Well, they're not all active. Um, I think there's probably 400,000 active podcasts, but there's podcasts that ended four years ago um, that have a hundred episodes in Apple's podcast directory that will potentially show up in search results higher than you. So that's why I say like there's always going to be competition, but that's why you you know that's why you have to have your uh, website and your SEO together because people are going to find you most likely through a Google search. Um, so if, if your website's in order, like if you're really clear that you're talking about Paducah, Kentucky real estate market, uh, people that are searching for information on Paducah, Kentucky are going to find you versus someone who's talking about real estate in general. Cause trust me, there's a bunch of real estate podcasts, but if you can focus on one area or you can focus on one region or you can focus on one thing that you do better than a lot of people, um, then you're in better shape for getting the that's why I say, why are you doing the podcast, getting the people that really want to listen to yours and are going to engage with your podcast. So let's
0: end on these two things and I'll let you I'll let you get off here and not take all your time. Um mm-hmm. I think one of the things that you said that was most powerfully stuck in my head when you were teaching this a couple months ago was the legacy that sticks around. Cause you just said there's a million, but there's only 400 sitting there. So that means there are still people that could potentially listen to 600 ones and, and come back and find, find you, right? And it's discover who you are. So. Talk a little bit about the importance of that because I think you have you mentioned something before when we were listening before that that's how they kind of discover you. they'll pick up on the recent but they're going to come back and listen to your others mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. if you can tie that into because I know what some people are going to think they're going to say okay do I do ads or how do I lead
1: generate and um, I, I always like what you say about the about that part of it so sure um, yeah the the average the normal podcast listener behavior is generally they will find you at whatever your most recent episode is. Um, That's how most of the podcast apps work. That if they search for uh, Paducah, Kentucky, real estate agent, and you show up and you've got 30 episodes, they're going to see episode 30 at the top of their feed. And they will listen to that. And they'll be like, oh, this sounds exactly like what I need to hear. um, If I'm thinking about whatever. So then what they will do is they will immediately go back to episode one and they start listening. And they binge listen usually all the way through. So that's why I say like when you talk about stuff and you're helping people out or you're sharing information, they're going to hear all of that information if they like your show, because that's how they behave. That's the classic in terms of how podcast listeners behave. And if you listen to podcasts, you are, you probably are saying to yourself right now, oh, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> that's, you know, I've done that with hundreds of episodes of this podcast. Um so you want to think about it that way, and then uh, what was the other question? Lead generation ads. Yeah, lead
0: generation ads.
1: What I would say, if you, if we're talking mainly to real estate professionals, and you're talking to people that get are looking to get clients, um, or if they're investors looking to find properties, or people to partner with, or you know contractors that they can use and and build relationships with um the way to do that with a podcast is really to sponsor yourself so yeah if you're doing a podcast that's about the local area like i'm in winter garden florida if i wanted to talk about winter garden sure i could find businesses that i endorse and use and would say hey would you be my title sponsor for this month and i'll read a 30 second ad um, in the middle of it for a thousand dollars for four episodes whatever um, 2000, you could do those types of things, but for most people doing a podcast nowadays, they're not going to be, you know, immediately getting hundreds of thousands of downloads that allow them to go to an advertising agency and say, Hey, I want you to send me advertisers who will pay me, um, $25 per thousand downloads, something like that for this 30 second spot. Um, that's not going to happen for most podcasters. So you think about, Okay, how could I make relationships with sponsors that pertain to my show? Or how do I sponsor myself? So is there a free training that I'm doing that could help me get a better relationship with more direct leads? Is there um, a product that I could sell that could be another form of income for me as someone who's knowledgeable about real estate? And could talk about Winter Garden, Florida, and what people need to know, and um, or or whatever things like that. In addition to just you know bringing on a client that you've worked with that thought you were great that's been a client for three houses now, uh, and and ask them about their experience buying real estate and what concerns did they have, and you know, literally just bring them on the show to talk about what it's like to do something, buy something, whatever, most likely in that process, they're going to talk about how you help them. They're going to hear about the experience of working with you. And then that is an advertisement in a way, but it's really showing people like, what is it like to work with me? Wouldn't you like to become a client of mine? Um, and, and, you know, real estate agents and and professionals have been great about this for a long time of like, what are ways to get people in the door what are ways to get people referred it's really the same thing with a podcast you, you got to think about it that way a podcast because you are becoming friends with the listener is really referral marketing on a grand scale except you're not having to worry about other people referring them to you you're referring them to you by just helping them and providing mm-hmm. them information and you know you might start out talking to 50 people a week but pretty quickly that's 100 200 1000 people um, If you stick with this consistently for six months, a year, you're going to build up a listenership that then allows you to be referring more people than are ever going to get your magnets in the mail <laughs> or, or whatever you're, you know, you're, or, you know, more people might see a billboard, but are more people likely to call somebody that they see on a billboard or a bus bench, or are they going to call the person that they listened to talk about this for 15 minutes? And they actually got a sense of who that person is. Right. That's that's the power there of, of sponsoring yourself through a podcast. You know, not making it smarmy and just only promoting yourself and all that you do every podcast because then nobody's going to listen. But if you're really delivering the value of, hey, I'm trying to help you out. Um, I'm I'm sharing this. Uh, you know, there's a there's a mortgage lender here in Orlando that everybody loves, and he started a show where all he does is talk to community leaders about what they're working on and what they're doing and, and uh, you know how they're helping Orlando and how they're helping things change and grow and all that sort of stuff. And who did I call when I needed to refinance my mortgage? I called him because I listened to his show about what's going on in Orlando. And I was like, everybody seems to like this guy. Everybody talks about this guy. I'm going to call him and had a great experience because I already trusted this person because I saw how much they cared about the local community. So that's how it works. Um, And that's that's why I say sponsor yourself before you start thinking about getting HelloFresh and ButcherBox and Careof and all the ones that, you know, you could try to get from an advertising agency.
0: I, uh, I'm glad you did that. And I was hoping I wasn't going to have to set you up too hard on that one. Cause I do love the fact when you talk about sponsoring yourself, cause I think it's huge. Mm-hmm. Right. And those sponsorships can come in so many different ways, as you had mentioned. Um, one of the yeah. ones that I will mention in there is, you know, I think one of the best things we can do as real estate professionals is give out not only what's going on in the area, talk to leaders, but know what's going on in the market. And that's a handout, right? It's a, it's an easy little build. You can just have that out there. And by the way, if you want this come here and you'll get that handout. And now you're lead generating. So yeah. there, there are oodles, 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 oodles amount of way to leverage your podcast to help you grow your business. And I mm-hmm. think, I think the way you ended this, almost the best way we can end this, is I, I think you look at this from a, a perspective of giving, because if you do give, that people are going to see you in that true light, and they're going mm-hmm. to look for you and and pursue you, right? So you know, keep it as genuine as you possibly can. Uh, anything else? Before I let you plug away, anything else that I missed that I did not think of asking on here?
1: No, I really I really laid it out there. I think there you know if people are thinking about this. I really urge them to seriously consider that this is a commitment. Um, we've we've talked about it throughout that, you know, you're building a relationship with people and people count on you. Um, they want you to be there. They trust you. And when you use those types of terms, you're talking about a friendship relationship. You're talking about like, you know, how would you feel if a friend let you down or disappeared or ghosted you or whatever? That's what we're talking about here. So if you're thinking about a podcast, be ready to commit, be ready to be consistent um, and be ready to serve and give them that value week in and week out Um, and, and at times feeling like nobody's listening because that's how this starts out. Uh, I shared one of my clients who's been a client now for a few years. He shared um, on his podcast a little snippet from a coaching call that he was doing with a client. And they were talking about, um, you know, uh, how to to seriously build a business. And he started to talk about his podcast. And he talked about how, you know, he has people ask him about, okay, hey, you know, I started my podcast now. When do I... How do I sell this product through my podcast or how do I do this? And he had the response of like, look, you only have, you know, three episodes of your podcast. You've got 40 listeners right now. You can't start just pounding them with products and things like that or asking them to buy things. Um, it just doesn't work that way. You've got to build the relationship first. And then they'll ask him, well, how long was it before you started making money from your podcast? And and his answer was really quick. He said, two years. I did this for two years, building this relationship up, building this body of work that showed people when they came to the podcast, well, this was someone serious. This is someone who cares. This is someone who's shown up every week and, and given knowledge and allowed people to trust them. That's when it started to blow up for him, and he's now six years into his podcast, and it's the number one driver for all of his business uh, because he spent that time early on. So if, if it's something that you can do weekly and just spend time and show up and not worry about, oh, how do I promote this? How do I do this? How do I get money from this? If you've got that luxury to just start to build it, that's when you will seriously see some benefit from your podcast, um, is get getting out there, giving the value without asking for anything in return for a while. And then people really trust you. Awesome. Awesome. I
0: appreciate that. And uh, that's perfectly well said and perfect way to end this. So let me know what, you know, this is your turn to plug away, talk about what you do um and we'll go from there so you know if you again the roadmap is out there i'll put that in the notes but if you have anything else yeah. you want to talk about this is your time
1: the roadmap is a great place to start um because that will kind of show you hey what's involved in getting started um by all means to you you can feel free to reach out to me um that's my personal brand site danny um but our Our business is Emerald City Productions. Uh, So the website is emeraldcitypro.com. We primarily work with busy professionals who know they need a podcast because they are in the type of business that relies on people trusting them. And they really until they had podcasts, they didn't have a way um, other than networking, which for a lot of people has now disappeared in terms of in-person networking um, or speaking to large crowds, things like that. They didn't have a way to do that without podcasting. So we are there for those busy professionals who essentially without us would not have a podcast, um, whether that's helping them launch from A to Z, soup to nuts, get everything done to the monthly support of all our clients generally have to do is record. So they have to do this and then they're done because what my team and I do is we then take their recordings. So like Justin would send this to me and we turn that recording into an edited, polished, produced, great sounding podcast that then also has show notes and an email that go out to the email list. And that has a website created for the episode with a player on the website and social media posts and all the graphics created for this. So it's, I as a busy professional record, and then I'm done. And then all I have to do after that is respond to the Facebook comments or the DMs that people send me or the email I get from someone asking a question about something I said in this episode. Things like that. Um, So that's what we do each week. And you can find out more at EmeraldCityPro.com about that. Awesome. Well, again, Danny, I
0: appreciate it. I, you know, my goal is always to bring the most relevant people to it outside of real estate. So I think you helped me look good on today's session and I really appreciate your time. So thanks for being here.
1: You're very welcome. Thanks.
0: like, and subscribe to all your favorite listening tools. It's on YouTube Live. It's got a Facebook group, eProfessor of Real Estate. Find it, join it. Um, Join it, You know, like it on iTunes, on Google Podcasts, wherever you can find it, like it, subscribe to it, and that way you get it always coming into your feed and you can listen to me at your leisure. So I hope you guys are enjoying this. I have definitely been having fun doing it and I can't wait till we get to the next episode. Bye.